Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. And a lot of you are there right now watching and listening to the show. We so appreciate it. And I just want to thank everyone for becoming Friends with Benefits members. And you get to see the show four days a week. Watch it. Listen to it on demand whenever you want. Special prizes, special attention. There's so much you got. So thanks, everyone, for checking out the show. Hey, Menace, what's up? What's going on? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Everybody around me is getting sick. Really? Oh, me too. A few people have texted me that right? they're sick. So it's kind of like getting on to me, right? Oh, no, you're so sick? no, I'm not sick. I'm like kind of just getting over it. Okay. I've been fighting it, right? Because I ain't a bitch. I ain't going out like that, right? You know. But <laughs> I ain't no bitch. Uh, for the past couple of nights, I've been uh, taking Nyquil. Oh. Right? And I've been having these crazy dreams. Sex dreams. Awesome. Like what? Tell me everything. Now, Let's check, decode. Now check Let's this figure out. you because out. Because I've always like my sex dreams. Something always happens and I never have – I never actually have sex in my dreams ever. Okay. Just like it's your like, life. So I, yeah. Just dreams like my to imitate life. life. And I just wake up and nothing ever happens. Okay. All right? But for the past two nights, I've been hopped up on NyQuil and it's like full on sex dreams, but it's like past. It's like ex girlfriends because okay. you know me. So, I never fantasize about right, right, right. celebrities or anything like that. Just past experience, past, right? Yeah, and it was just last night. It was just crazy. It was with one of my exes. And we're at this, we're at this house, and we're having sex on the couch, like crazy. And what then, does that mean, crazy? Crazy? How? What were you like, doing? That was crazy. Just full on, like uh, a really aggressive. Right, sex. You was know, it hot? It was really hot. Like awesome. her on top, I'm on top. All this right. crazy stuff. And then uh, I was like, oh, you know, I got to go to a work party, and it was very bizarre. And where I go into this warehouse, and there's all these, all like my coworkers, and they were bowling. Okay, it was. <laughs> That's so, so weird. All, you should stick to it, this Nyquil thing. Yeah, it's so weird. And then the night before that was with an, uh, another ex girlfriend, and it was just. It was very bizarre. That is bizarre. Are they women that you still are in touch with, or um, um, not last night. I'm, I haven't. Do you talked get boners? To in a couple of years. Like, do you wake up with you? Like, no, I don't have like nocturnal emissions or anything like that. <laughs> but it's just to use the it, official term. It's just really. It, it was really bizarre because you know dreams. You you don't know it's a dream until right. later. You right, think it's right. real life. Exactly. So it's just that's awesome. Crazy. So it's like you've been getting laid the last few nights. Yeah. NyQuil's awesome. That's really cool. I should take some NyQuil. (laughs) I don't have a lot of sex dreams. Maybe because I like talk about sex and think about sex Mm -hmm. all the time. But I'm sorry you're getting sick. My intern was sick yesterday. People are getting sick. Don't be sick. Don't you can be sick tomorrow because we're not here. But you should. We are here. There's a show playing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But don't be sick on Thursday or Friday because we've got great shows coming. Well, you know me. I haven't called in sick. Oh, right, ever since 2001. Right. That's crazy. Ten years. That's crazy. I guess I haven't either because I've worked for myself. Nah. Never a sec. No. But, um, okay, today's show, I'm very excited. We've got author Stanley Siegel's on the show. He wrote a book called Your Brain on Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life. And some of the things we're going to be talking about is, and I love these topics, is ke- about chemistry, like how, why we experience chemistry with certain people and how we can actually find those people in our life that we can get have chemistry with. 
what your sexual fantasies mean. Mm-hmm. Um, how you can find, how can you use sex to find the right life pa- partner rather than the other way around? Some people find a partner and the sex isn't good, but how you can actually use sex to find life. So anyway, he's got some good things. What does your past life have to do with sex now? Should you act out your sexual fantasies? So awesome. We're going to be talking to him in a little bit. And then tomorrow's show, Sex Myths Debunked. And then we've got our number here. You can call us at 415-992-7392. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always leave it on our voicemail or you can call us during the show. That's 415-992-7392, and we'll play your message on the air if it's good and interesting. Comments, questions, points that you'd like to make. And don't forget about Free Fridays. Our show is free to all on Friday. And our latest poll, I'm going to give you the results of our most recent poll. And I'm sort of disappointed because um, it sort of is aligned with what Menace thinks. So (laughs) I hate when Menace is right, but um, I can admit it because I'm a strong woman. Do you talk about your sexual exploits with your friends? 15% 15% said, I'm a man and my buddies and I talk about – I'm a man and with my buddies I talk about it. 15% said, I'm a woman and I don't kiss and tell. 27% of women said, I'm a woman and that's all we talk about. And 45% said, I'm a man and I keep it to myself. Goddamn They're right. They're probably lying. What I don't – because I feel like guys always talk about their sex life, but you're right. Maybe they just talk about it to me. Yeah, that's like what I'm every saying. Every guy I know, I know about his sex life. Like I know guys, and this is probably inappropriate to be honest, mm-hmm. but I know about their sex life with their wives. Like my guy friends who are married, they probably tell me way too much. But that's because that's my because job. Because you're the sex chick. That's why I'm the sex chick. That's the for better for worse. Because guys, you know what else are you going to conversate about? Exactly. Honestly, I know people are like, "Oh my god!" So my wife, I really wanted her to try. A lot of it is like, "How can I get my wife to do this certain mm-hmm. thing? How can I get her to?" Have well, a threesome? How can I get her to give me oral sex more? What kind of conversations are you having other than sex in relationships in your daily life? Um, a lot. I talk about work and business. Um, isn't your work and business? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is about sex. Related? So I talk about what? the weather. The weather. Clothing sometimes. Oh. Not often. I'm not a big shopper. But um, cool. a lot about sex and relationships with my friends and their mm. work and my work. I don't know. What do you talk about? The iPhone? Oh my god, four S. Yes, I was talking about all this morning. Why? Why four S and not a five? Yeah, people are kind of disappointed. I I guess they weren't ready to lay out uh, a huge upgrade, so they did smaller upgrades. But I'm ready, right? You think I should get this one? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about this one because it has some options that I've been waiting for. Like what? The biggest part is. Am I gonna care? I mean, am I gonna? Well, is no, it gonna no, make you, a difference in my life? It might because okay. you like shooting video. Love. You can shoot high definition video. No with way. It, right? Well, you can already do that, but the only thing that's been bothering me, there wasn't uh, stabilization. Okay. So the camera would be kind of shaky. You know your um, the flip camera that you love so much yes. that I hated? Yes. Well, uh, that didn't have stabilization. So that's why it was so shaky oh, sometimes. Oh, okay. Now this new iPhone 4S has stabilization, which oh. I'm really – that's I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's twice as fast. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. And then uh, – and it comes out the 12th? Yeah. What are you making the new – Oh, I just made a note of something that came to my brain. <laughs> well, I was telling you about the iPhone 4. No, I was listening. You weren't listening. I was listening. I multitask. I have ADD. Do you know that I was reading about ADD and how to deal with it? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay to multitask. It's okay to like be talking on the phone and cleaning your house and it's stuff okay. like that. Like, yeah, you're supposed to. I'm totally in the right. It's not good for me though because I try how to – How do you think I feel when you're on your phone the whole time? I'm reading the news. No, because I can listen to you like that. But Whatever. I'm just saying if it's a out. chick that I'm really into, it's very hard for me to multitask right. and like talk to them. Right. I got it's it. It's hard. How is, but, um, yeah, but last night we're talking about all these sexy photos and all these things um, 
you like you don't want the photos to get out and all this stuff. I was uh, looking through the app store last night looking for some new uh, fun apps just to play okay. with. Okay. And I found this really cool one. It's a 360 photo app. So you can take a photo and I'll do a 360 photo all around you. It's okay. really cool. That's cool. But screw all that. We're talking about you're afraid of the photos getting out. Well, they have apps that are hugely popular that you can lock all your photos into. Oh. The sexy photos. Okay. So That's they, hilarious. They're like even, pass, even more password protected okay. than your phone already. So if you take sexy photos, you just upload them to this app somehow? And yeah, then... you're able to delete them off your the library of your phone. Okay. And you, you can put them and save them into the app. And then the app has a password and then you put the password into the app and then the photos come available. Oh, okay. That's good. You should do that with all your sex tapes and your photos. No, I don't really have like sexy – any sexy photos? No, but no. I thought girls send you sexy photos. No, not no, really. not really. Not okay, I still haven't. I'm holding out. I'm. You know that one day I probably will, but I still have never sent a sexy photo yeah. before. If you have sexy photos, send them to me. Feedback at sexlemy. Yeah, send you me your sexy photos. Me. Feedback at sexlemy. If you want to share your sex photos, I won't tell anyone but my audience. Maybe. You know they're safe with me. I'm not going to put them anywhere. Um, I wanted to to mention, too, that um, at the beginning of the show, I was if you're all watching, you know you can watch the show, not, not just listen. I was showing you my book. I'm really excited because it's coming out October 11th, and today's the 4th. So that's like a week. And it's called Hot Sex, Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. You can buy it, pre-order it on Amazon right now. Just search mm-hmm. for Hot Sex and Emily, and it'll come up because there's like another book called Hot Sex from years ago that is not my book. And I'm having a book party this Thursday night in San Francisco, 6 to 8 p.m. at Good Vibrations on Mission Street. And then I'm having two parties in L.A. next week if you're in Los Angeles, Wednesday and Thursday night. Wednesday night is at the – I can't remember which night is which, but it's all on my Sex with Emily Facebook page. So go to my Sex with Emily Facebook page and you can see the information. Wednesday of next week. Wednesday of next week and Thursday of next week I've got two parties in L.A. I wish I was there. I wish you were there too. You can come. And one night I'm teaching a workshop. 40 things you can try. So I got to, I'm teaching really? actual, I've never done that before, really. Like, I guess I feel like I teach during the show, but I haven't done a real workshop. Mm-hmm. And for some, they're doing a lot of stuff. And then we've got Treasure Island Music Festival coming up. I know. And that's next weekend in San Francisco. And Madison and I will be there doing a show from there. And we'll have a really fun booth. We're doing this cool interactive booth, this new concept, which I need to mm-hmm. share with you, Menace. And that's October 15th and 16th in San Francisco. So, know, and we'll that's... be sporting our new Sucks with Emily t shirts, including yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we're getting you one. Okay. You have to wear it. All right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Anything else that you have to say before um, I do other stuff? No, here? download those apps for your iPhone. To save your sexy photos. Because I contend, that, and I guess my poll was, my poll showed that 43% of men keep it to themselves. But I think that men do show other people their pictures. No. Whatever. I have never had any of my guy friends who, the, believe it or not, get uh, laid constantly with freaky chicks, they never show me any photos. Of do you the ever girls. ask them? No, okay. No, I just I, wanna, I feel that I don't want to see them anyways. I'm not interested. Oh, my my friend is banging this chick. That makes her off the market. So yeah, I'm not you're like interested. I don't want to see her. Right. Not interested. I don't care if she's like super hot. I don't care. Right. And it's harder for guys to send sexy pictures. So I feel like this is all, all on the women, right? Like guys, I don't want to see. A, I don't want to see a guy no. naked with a boner in no. my phone when I'm in the middle of the day. But, um, okay, I just don't. So, also, what else is going to say? Okay, I guess that's all. We can get into some sex in the news. All right. Because this first story is very interesting. Why are women more promiscuous than ever? Because Paris Hilton. No, right, exactly. She was the first sex tape diva, right? 
Before uh, Kim Kardashian? Yeah, yeah, she was. That was the fir- one of the first big ones. I mean, that's why she Other launched than her Pam Anderson, career. But... Oh, yeah, Pam Anderson. Okay, a new study found that more than 25% of women are having sex within the first week of dating someone. In the past, men had to woo and pay for dinner to get some action. Those days seem to be long gone. Men are doing very little to get the sexual gratification that decades ago would have cost them time and money. They found out that only 30% of young men's relationships don't even involve an ounce of romance and no courting, no, no mm-hmm. candles, no standing outside of windows and boomboxes, just sex. Wow. I know. For one, gender equality comes into play with the balance between men and women evening out the workplace and financially women are behaving in ways that were once stereotypically male. How about that? Yeah. It's, it's actually uh... been studied now. So, And at U.S. colleges, 50% of the students are women. And there's more women competing for men's affections. I feel like in college, I definitely held out like for a long time. But I guess students aren't now. I don't know. I should ask my interns because they're all in No, none of them are holding out anymore. Really? No. You would know because you date women that age. So so they don't hold out? No, they don't. Like a week is a long time. That's like a a diamond you'll find in a a mountain somewhere. And it's almost like – would you do appreciate if a woman does hold out? I yeah, mean, I totally hold do. out. I think I don't like the, this the study. This, that, is, this is very disturbing to me because I think that women should hold out. The ones that I uh, that I hate is because there's there's a, quite a few of them. The ones that act like total sluts, like they talk and their oh, actions, right? All talk. They're all talk, and then they don't. They're like like total virgins and right. purists, like. Don't act like a slut if you're not a slut. Right. Act like... That's annoying. Yeah. That's an annoying trait. But just don't be a slut or act like a slut. Don't do either. Wait, there's no reason to rush into sex. I do not see any benefits to having sex. And I think it all has to do with alcohol. I think people have one or two drinks. I think it's a lot of this... uh, And I hate to be one of these people that hates the media because I work in media and I love it. And I love all these crappy reality shows. But I think a lot of it, people are not smart enough, and they glam- it's glamorized, like it's sex. It's yeah, it's glamorized as it, it's okay and it's fun. Right. I'm laughing at these people. You know. Yeah, I think it was better. It was pure. You got to know somebody. It's like I've said mm-hmm. this the last few weeks, and when I think when my mom was on the show, we were talking about this too. Is that it's like. Why, we become a trap because when you have sex, it's not just like you shouldn't because then he'll respect you more. I mean, that's true, I think, and you'll respect yourself more. But also, once you start having sex, then sex becomes the thing. The chemistry, the the, the attraction you have, the chemicals mm-hmm. in your brain going crazy. And you really just start – women especially have the oxytocin, which rises, and you beca- which is the, the cuddle hormone, they call it. And after you have sex with someone, you become more attached to them. And so you actually are becoming more attached – to this person who might be totally wrong for you, but since you've had sex with them and his penis was in your vagina, you stop looking at like maybe the red flags or the things that are wrong with this guy. And then because you had sex too quickly. So people should hold out. I'm going to start a crusade. Just like I'm bringing back the hand job. Yeah. Which right. is never going to happen. Yes, so it is. You should start this new crusade. So how's it going to go? I think that. That women should, I think I'm going to have them wait at least a month before sleeping with someone. And that you should write to me. You should listen to me, listen to what I'm saying, and you should wait at least a month. How many times does the guy hang out with you that month? I'm going to crusade it. What? How many times? Once or twice a week. Okay, cool. Because, you know, they said, oh, you got to sleep with a guy by the third date or something That's like what's that. common. That's what our web – when we did a poll a few weeks ago, I think it was by the third date people were sleeping together. Which is um, crazy because back then it's just like you can't even have sex until you're married. I know. That's what my you mom know? was now saying. The first date. guy she slept with was my dad. 
It's crazy. But that didn't work out, that marriage. So, so yeah. you don't know. I'm not saying – I'm not against premarital sex. I'm against mm-hmm. sex too quickly. So – and it also says that such – these statistics are making men quicker to have sex in our relationships these days and slower to commitment and just plain pickier. So they're like, I'll have sex with you, but I'm not going to commit and I'm going to be more picky because there's a lot of other women to bang around here. Mm-hmm. So just women, you should think about it before you sleep with someone right away. Of course he's going to try. He's always going to try to sleep with you. Just wait. Okay. Seth Rogen and Lauren Miller's nonstop fun wedding. Seth Rogen, 29, married his longtime girlfriend writer Lauren Miller at Cunde Estate in Sonoma, California over the weekend. They've been dating since 2004 when they both worked as writers on the HBO's The Ali G Show. Did you know that? Uh, the wedding was more laughs than anything else. Every other line was a joke, and the crowd couldn't contain their laughter. It was nonstop fun. That sounds really cool. I know, right? Seth popped the question in 2010 and appeared on Conan O'Brien to reveal all the details. Literally, I felt like someone had given me a truckload of heroin to hold on to, he said. I felt like the feds were going to kick my door in a second. I couldn't have a conversation with my girlfriend. All I could think about was the ring when he proposed to her. So that's good. They just had a wedding. Congratulations. That's really That would cool. be a really fun wedding. If you think they produce these movies for a living, I'm sure the wedding was like a production mm-hmm. of just comedy of fun. Yeah, he's a love. really fun guy. So Yeah, you just met him, right? Yeah. I, uh, I've seen yeah pictures of them together. They seem like a happy couple. I like so. happy couples. How long were they dating again? Um, since 2004. 2004. That's so a good run. Seven years. Seven years is a long yeah. time. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> Have you dated someone for seven years? Seven years? No. no I've You've, had, what's your longest relationship? I've had two three-year relationships. Oh, that's good. good. And one. And like, you've lived with chicks, too. One year. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Healthy. I'm easy to get along, to, along with. Just don't be crazy, and it's all good. You just date <laughs> the wrong women who are crazy. No. I hope well, I've taught of. you stuff. Like, I hope you listen to me when you're picking these chicks. You're like, yeah. oh, she'll be the psycho one who doesn't let me work. No, they're not that – it's not like they're psycho right. and they're crazy they're just, and all that stuff. They just – they're just weird because they want to spend more time with me. I know. How annoying is that? A chick who wants to spend more time with you. So annoying. So annoying. <laughs> no, I've had that too with men that I've dated who have wanted to – they didn't understand that my work came first. Mm-hmm. Which it always does. I just like it when, but when we are together, like we're together and we're right. having fun. As I don't, long as you make time for her. Yeah, I just don't. I hated like the time that I actually had time to hang out. It's like we're fighting because I didn't have time. I know, and you had yeah. that pattern over and over again. So yeah. you're not gonna do that again. Okay, Anna Ferris on her number. Anna Ferris has some pretty solid romantic advice. Be in the mo- romantic advice. Be in the moment. Love your partner, and whenever you do, don't ask the question. She says with her trademark raspy laugh. The adorable Anna 34 plays a young woman named Allie Darling who figures her number of sexual partners, 20, is way too high. In a vow not to hook up again until she finds true love, she sets out to revisit her exes and find out what went wrong and if one of them is, in fact, the one. So don't ever tell your partner how many people you've slept with. We have this conversation a lot on the show, and I say that. Don't ever. He's going to ask. She's going to ask. It does not serve you well. No. It never, ever serves you well. No one needs to know the number. It'll only make him think of all those penises in the room. I always picture that. Like if I gave you a number, you'd be like, wow, that's some penises. Like you can't get out of Mm -hmm. your mind. It doesn't help. I mean can you think of one scenario why that's helpful? Nope. Never. It isn't. Don't do it. Don't have the question. But I love that there's a a movie about it. Okay. Jason Biggs' wife bought him a sex worker for his birthday. Jason Biggs from American Pie. Yeah. His wife Jenny Mullen bought the star a hooker for his 33rd birthday. What? No. The American Pie star's spouse has written a blog for Playboy – revealing she wanted to treat Biggs and spice up their sex life by hiring a sex worker. 
but she details one disastrous intra- incident when the couple tried to hire a prostitute only to realize the woman was a professional masseuse. Oh, no. Eventually, they did get a hooker named Keisha. I wonder if that's her real name. And she detailed the experience online. So she said the chick was wearing five-inch heels and had tits that seriously could have knocked anybody under six feet tall unconscious. There was no way she was passing for anything other than maybe Barbarella. In other words, she was hot. I took my cues from the previous disaster and cut to the chase. We want you to go down on him for 600 bucks, she proclaimed. What? Yep. She didn't bat an eye. Wow. So this is pretty adventurous. She She writes for Playboy. Yeah, she watched it. She watched it, directed it, and hired the prostitute for Jason Biggs, his wife. She's a writer for Playboy. That's a kind wife. You think? Would you (laughs) want to do that? Uh... If your girlfriend said to you, Menace, I'd like to get you a prostitute to give you, perform oral sex on you tonight. And she's going to be hot. What would uh, you not, say? Not a prostitute. How about? If it was some like, I'm going to find a chick. Maybe yeah. I go, yeah, fine, whatever. Really? If she's down with it? Yeah. But if it was the other way around, oh, oh you know, I, I want to get a dude to go down on me. Of course not. not. No guys happen. are ever cool with that. Not going to happen. That's really cool. I wonder how long I'm, they've been together that she did that. I'll just, I'm just See, I think real. that's cool. Some people probably think that's insane. I think that, mm-hmm. that you got to do a lot of things to spice up your sex life. Drastic. Yeah. That's like why... My book, Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. Uh-huh. There really are tips in here that you can change your sex life with. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Pick a pick a page. I should do that. I've been meaning to do that. Pick a page. Okay. There's so many pages. Just pick one right now. Okay. Ready? There you go. Okay. Well, not – okay. This is uh, – well, not every sex session absolutely has to end with an orgasm. It's certainly a nice bit of punctuation at the end. The big bang may occur as a result of penetration, but you may want to experiment with a range of other techniques. Oh, I love this page that I picked. You can explore vibrators, dildos, and other sex toys. I picked the sex mm-hmm. toy page. Before, uh, but don't forget to hold your hands and even your feet. You can enhance your sex life and celebrate your connection with every part of your body and then some. So this page talks about using your feet for orgasms <laughs> and sex toys. Oh, wow. Speaking of sex toys, if you want a sex toy, you can go to adamneve.com and you can get any sex toy you want under the sun. I recommend the Hitachi Magic Wand, the Rabbit, or a Vibrating Ring which is for your partner and you to experience together. If you go to adamneve.com, use coupon code EMILY at checkout, you get 50% off most items, three adult DVDs, free shipping, and a free gift, and which is such a good deal. So go do that today. And, and then aren't you, are you going uh, somewhere else for the book signing? or is that New York. This New York. Yeah, but yeah. that's at the end of the month. When do, when you, I want to go to the New York one. Do you? I really – because I me. love New York. I know. I'm so excited to go to New York at the end of the month. I'll come back with details about that. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to be doing a lot of radio shows and stuff like that. I love New York. I love New York too. Okay. UK model Katie Price ditches Le- Leonar- Leandro for lack of sex. Katie Price has dumped her Argentinian, Argentinian toy boy because he could not keep up with her sex drive. The son can reveal. The model 33 – paid a translator to break it to Leandro Penda that he wasn't satisfying her. So obviously they weren't communicating sexually or really. Mm-hmm. Like she had to hire a translator to dump him. She also got that. Why would you hire someone? To, you, why would you date someone you couldn't speak to? You'd think <laughs> that the reason you were together is because the sex was so amazing. Yeah. She also got the hired Spanish speaker to tell Leo, 25, that she was bored with their seven-month romance and they had nothing in common. A family friend said they hadn't had a sexual relationship for some time, and it drove her crazy. She has an enormous sexual appetite, and he wasn't the one that, that could keep her interested. So you I mean, just had to have somebody along? Like, she had to have someone dump him? That makes no sense to me. 
but then she they always had to have somebody like there just to communicate yeah, with each other. Yeah, I guess so. That's weird. And you're not having good sex. Like I would date someone like I've hooked up with guys that didn't speak English very well when I was traveling, when I was doing my mm-hmm. thing. Your adventurous thing. My adventurous thing through Asia, but I but yeah, the sex was always good and I didn't care if we talked. But this is, sounds like there was not a win win here at all. Yeah, uh would you would you uh date anybody that didn't speak English at all? <laughs> what about if they were like super hot? They were like a chiseled no, can man. I, can I tell you why I probably wouldn't? Why? Because I'm so attracted to the male the male mind and how how a guy talks and I know how is he going to give you compliments? How is he going to give you <laughs> How is he going to compliment me and tell me all the things I need to hear about myself? Yeah. I don't understand. It would not work for me. That was a dumb question. That was a dumb question. But what I was going to say was not necessarily about the compliments thing, but just that I love the the dialogue with the guy is what turns me on. Mm -hmm. And so that would be lost. I actually tried. I was in Italy one summer and there was the hottest Italian man. He was dating Miss Italy and I got fixed Mm -hmm. up with him with someone and he was so hot and he had a yacht and I was on another Mm -hmm. yacht and he came like racing across the ocean in his boat (laughs) to pick me up. It was this amazing thing. And everyone was like, oh my God, he's coming to get you. And Mm -hmm. he was the hottest guy in Italy, seriously. And we met up and he didn't speak English very well. And I I went on his boat and he made me dinner. It was beautiful. And I just, he couldn't speak English, didn't understand me. And I was not attracted to him and couldn't do anything. Like I almost, I would have had sex with him probably. What? Yeah, but I didn't even kiss him because I was like, I don't understand. So probably the answer is no. I need to know someone. I need to communicate with them. I uh, I have a friend in Italy, and I was reading a lot about Italy today. <laughs> Why? Do you know they have two small countries within Italy? The yes. smallest country in the world? What, Sicily? Yeah, like, yeah. Or I, what else? I was reading so many facts about Italy today. And do you know how they have over 58 million people that live there? Yeah, Italy's it's, amazing. Have you been? No. Yeah, I'm it's thinking amazing. about it. You should go. Because, you know, I have left the country. I just don't know how to you get You need to take vacation. Have I you ever know. had vacations since nah. 2001? No. Yeah. No six days, six days and no vacation. No. Yeah. You but probably... I, yeah, I've been thinking about it. You I, should. I, uh, Italy's amazing. It's very I just don't romantic. know how to get there. I don't know what airline Airplane. to take. I'll help you. I don't know Wherever how to get, get it. you get miles? Do you have miles on airlines? No. We got to talk. You got to get miles on airlines. So Why? Because then you get free trips. Your credit card should get you miles. You should have a credit card that gives you miles. I don't back. use credit cards. They get you in trouble. Don't That's have true. any. Okay. Have, so uh, this is not going to be useful. Why then. not? I got. I have a job. I can buy an airline That's ticket. That's true. You should, you should do that then. Go to Orbitz. And then search Italy flights. To, it just, to I've tried Florence. that; it doesn't work that well. Oh, it and is I don't know how to get a passport. Where do you? How do you get There's this a, passport? The U.S. Thing? passport agency is on Hawthorne Street, down like right around the corner. Because I went there mm-hmm. once years ago. See, this is where you can help me. You know how I? I <laughs> you know how you help me with ninety nine percent of my life. Yeah, you know how I do all the electronic things and I yeah, press the buttons and all this stuff. I love how you do that. Just take me to get the passport. Yeah, thing. totally done and done. You got to go to like Walgreens or something and get the photos taken. Those little okay. photos. And then you go to the passport agency and you fill some paperwork out. I'll help you. Sweet. Promise. Just remind me. Send me an email. All right. A text. Okay. We've got some – speaking of which, we've got some emails. Um, We could get into that. Okay. A few emails. I love hearing from the people. I know. I love hearing from the people too. And then we can call our guest in a a few minutes. What's our guest again? Our guest – oh, let's – thank you. I will tell you who our guest is again. Our guest is Stanley Siegel and he is – he wrote a book called Your Brain on Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life. And I can't wait to talk Sounds to him. Sounds sexy, being smart and junk. 
No, it's being <laughs> smart about the sex that you have and how the sex that you have can help you find a partner. How can you use sex to find the right life partner? Why do we feel chemistry with some people and not others? Like mm-hmm. that alone, why do we feel chemistry? Like don't you feel that you – there's just some people that you're like think that you're going to have amazing chemistry and you don't. Don't you always want to know why? Like why? Why are you attracted to some people and not others? Like they're going to be like a hot chick and you guys hook up and you're like, oh, there was no chemistry. Have you yeah, felt that? they're boring. Or you're always drunk. But if you're not drunk, do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, because it's just – it's all about the conversation though. Yeah? Really? Do you think that it too? Yeah, of course it is. Oh, Good menace. I thought it was about her breasts or something. No. Come on. You know I'm not like that. I don't know anything about you. (laughs) Okay. I have a comment about your podcasts. I watched your show with your mother on Thursday, which was great. It was great to have a guest who would talk about financial issues and relationships. I've never heard your show address these issues other than not being cheap on first dates. (laughs) For younger people, financial issues are becoming such a big part of sex and dating. Can you imagine two unemployed people trying to have a baby, especially in these tough economic times? That's what I'm saying. Friday's podcast, Free Fridays with Evermark Katz, was great. He offered so much dating advice. The best insight was to read and apply how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. That's from Edwin in Palmetto Bay, Florida. Thanks, Edwin. I totally agree that those were two great shows last week. So if you missed them, Thursday my mom was on the show. And she didn't talk about her sex life this time like she did last time, but she did give – she's a financial planner, a successful financial planner. And just what she said was that couples – the biggest thing in relationships are sex and money. Couples don't talk about sex and they don't talk about money and that is what can be their demise. And that couples really need to talk about money. Some people are spenders. Some people are savers. Some people are cheap. Some people aren't. They they, they have separate bank accounts. So I thought it was a very interesting conversation. And then Friday – was our free Friday show. You can check that out on our website right now. Anyone can listen to that with Evan Marquette's about dating. And he's a great dating coach. Yeah. He I, helps people with so many issues. I got mostly some really women. good advice from your, your mother. That yeah. made me reevaluate some things. What? Uh, What'd you get? Money. Just, uh, you know, there were some things I wanted to spend some money on and like, uh, and, you know, maybe start up and like invest kind of. And she's like, your mom was like, oh, well, uh, she was using an example. Well, you got to make sure all your debts are paid off first before you start thinking about that. Yeah. And I still have like very small debt, but College I was like, debt, yeah, that's right. right. I should pay that off first before yep. I go around and spend. And she money said on to you things. when she was leaving, she'd give you free financial advice. Yeah. Me. And she's helped a ton of my friends. If you ever just want to shoot her an email, she's mm-hmm. really smart with that stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. So she I got a lot that from much, it. But she helps my friends <laughs> a lot. And uh, I, yeah, so I opened up, but actually. For my travel, because I travel a lot just within the United States. Right. So I uh, have another account that I'm just putting money into for travel so I don't screw myself because sometimes a lot of these music festivals I go to, they're like back to back. Right. So the next thing I know, like I've already spent like $6,000. Doesn't your company pay you for it? <laughs> no, they they cover like Basics. just me getting into the festival and all the other stuff. No, no radio, travel. Radio, ex- love radio. No travel expenses. So, like, next thing I know, like, I've spent, like, $6,000. Jesus. They better That's crazy. Pay. You need a raise or something. <laughs> they should pre- – I hope they appreciate you a lot. They do, don't they? Hopefully. Okay, Emily. My wife and I are interested in going to sex clubs, but we don't know any – we don't know of any in our area, Seattle, Tacoma. Is there any website that we can go to for information, or do you know of any places? Thank you, Ty and Steph. From Pulley Up – Poyallup, Washington. All right. Okay, here's some local Washington spots. Um, Well, one is sexpositiveculture.org is a great website, sexpositiveculture.org. 
It's a great place for events like sex club events and adult festivals for the Seattle community. Their goal is to produce experimental experiential events where members can explore their sexual interests in a physically and emotionally safe environment. These forums include such topics as rope bondage you can actually use. And then there's another one called Original Circles, and it's a social intimate dance club for open-minded sex-positive adults. So I would start there. I would start at those places. Just, just a little research. Every town's got their sex clubs. Yeah. Just ask me. I'll find them for you. No problem. And um, I'm trying to think. Should we call our guests? We'll call our guests in a minute. Okay. Hey, E and Menace. Hey, E and Men, he said. Wow. Yeah. Getting little uh, nicknames and everything. Yeah. Emily, when are you going to get on Google Plus so I can friend you? Have a good one. Your friend from Michigan, Ken. Are you on Google Plus? I am on Google Plus. So he's probably your friend and not mine. What? Uh, I, why would menace. I do? I don't even know. Um, I, I love just, that this show's like Sex and Tech with Emily Menace. Yeah, I, it's uh, Google Plus. I use it. I use it uh, maybe every other day. It's just it's another um, social network, kind of like a Facebook. It's just not as popular as Facebook yet. Um, like I need another social network, like a hole in my head. Yeah, the app is just. The app is not too fast enough for me yet for okay. me to get super excited. I really want the app like integrated in a lot of tools that I use. Okay. I'm talking geek right now. Yeah. I'm like tuned out thinking like, about lunch. I would be really hyped, hyped off Google Plus if it integrated with um, Hootsuite because Hootsuite is something that I use daily to right. manage all my social networks. It and it doesn't uh, – Google Plus doesn't have the API with Hootsuite yet, so – um, I'm not using it as as much. Okay. Should you be on it? Yeah, of course you should be on it. You should have a profile on it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Google Plus. I'll do it, Ken. Ken from Michigan. Okay, let's call our guest. I'm really excited to talk okay. to him. Then we can get back to emails if need be. Here's the phone number. Oh, do you know something else that I, I'm going to be dialing this, but we're going to be talking while I'm dialing? What? Is um, I posted up on my, on my blog, whitemenace.com today, was... The most female-dominated cities oh. in America. Where are they? Uh, well, gotta go have, to your blog you and find out. Go to my blog. Yeah. Are we in our San Francisco? No, we're not. We're, no, we're it's going. not. New York. Uh, no, it's a lot of cities that you probably never Atlanta. even heard of. No, I don't know. No. Okay, check out your blog. Everyone, go check out his blog, White Menace. White and Menace. Uh, you can find com. me on Twitter too, and Facebook, Sex with Emily. I don't plug that enough. Um, I haven't plugged everything. that in a really long time. You haven't? Sex with Emily, Twitter, Facebook, follow me ASAP. Do whatever. All right. Be my fan of my page. Let's try this. Okay. So we're calling Stanley Siegel. His book is Your Brain on Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life. Stanley is a psychotherapist in New York City. He's an international lecturer and former director of education. He's written to it. You dialed has been changed. All right. Okay. Let Let me make sure I wrote it down right. I am nine one. <laughs> yeah, we look at this. Make sure this is. I could have. I could have messed up. All right. Yeah, let me try it again. Okay. So anyway, he has written a book, and he's often described as the therapist to the celebrities. Really? I wonder which celebrities he's because usually they kind of keep that private. All right. Let's try it again. Okay. I want to know which celebrities he's seen. I guess that's inappropriate. Hello. Hi. Is this Stanley? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear us? I can hear you very dimly. <laughs> okay. Are you on a cell phone? 
No, I'm actually on a landline. You are? You kind of... see if there's a way of turning the volume up. Hang on one second. Okay, thanks. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfectly. I can hear you fine. Can you hear us? Okay, it's kind of it's kind of uh, dim, but we'll do our best. Okay, okay. great. Um, hi, how are you? Um, we were just talking oh, about you, good. Stanley. We're so excited to talk to you. Um, your book is Your Brain on Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life. Where can people find this book right now? Uh, the book can be bought uh, in most bookstores and also uh, online on Amazon or from the publisher at Sourcebooks Online. Okay, great. Actually, can we call him right back to make sure yeah, we can get a better connection? We don't have a great connection. We're going to call you right back. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Freaking Skype, I swear. Can we get another? I don't even, actually, I don't even use Skype anymore. Why don't we just call from, like, you know whenever you used to call your friends from the phone here, didn't it? Didn't you do something different? No, it was the same thing. Yeah, we're not happy with Skype lately either. I've been, uh, do you know who I've been using? Who? I use uh, Gmail. Oh. That's what I use to do like video stuff and all that. It's way better. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) For some reason, effing Skype, dude, when I um, go to call somebody back, it like defaults to somebody on on I don't know how they got added to our our page, but it defaults and calls them, and then that guy's going to message me in like three seconds ago. Oh, did you just try to call me? No, I didn't try to call you, Jeff. <laughs> I never try to call you. It's an accident. We'll delete it. We'll go in and clean up <laughs> Skype. Right? We could do that. Hello? Hello. All right. Hi. I think that's better. Hi. It's not can, breaking up. Can you hear me? It's kind of still kind of low. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we so can So you're, you're on a landline right now? I'm on a landline, yeah. Okay. Does it sound a little bit better? Slightly better, yeah. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to have to listen really hard. Okay. okay. Um, great. Well, okay, so tell me, now, why did you write this book, Your Brain on Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life? So what, what drove you to write this book? Why did I write it? Yes. Well, I wrote, I wrote it because uh, over my 36-odd years of practice, the uh, subject of sex inevitably comes up in therapy, and I made certain discoveries that I wanted to write about and tell people stories about. Okay. Uh, among them is that if we really pay attention to sex and try to understand what our true desires are and where they come from and what they mean, we can really use sex to change our lives. We can use it to choose uh, better partners, partners with whom we're sexually and even otherwise compatible, uh, partners who we can not only have great sex with, but who we can trust and respect and feel generous towards. So how do we do that? So what was the problem, and then why was this the solution? Like people were just getting married or committing to people, but they weren't having good sex, and you're saying use sex to find that person, which is kind of the opposite, right? Well, how we do it? Uh, well, I describe in the book a kind of roadmap which I, or a process, which I call intelligent lust, uh, which begins with an honest uh, exploration of, of, of our fantasies. Uh, we really uh, uh, go through the process of, of, of examining what we think about what truly gets us off, or what images we have, what stories we tell ourselves, 
And then once we understand that, we need to do something extremely important and something we don't often think about in relation to sex, which is to go back and maybe dig a little bit around in our childhoods to see the relationship between what we sexualize and what our childhood experiences are. And the reason that I, I uh, suggest that is because I really think that our fantasies and desires, and this is one of the discoveries over all these years, I think that these desires grow out of some unresolved childhood conflict or some right. unmet need that we eventually eroticize, usually during the heightened sexuality of adolescence or young adulthood. Uh, what seems to happen is our minds uh, convert those painful feelings that uh, associated with uh, a past uh, unresolved conflict or unmet need and turns those feelings into something pleasurable by linking it to sex. That's so interesting. In sense, yeah, that's what the mind attempts to help us heal from those painful feelings just like the body produces immunities to help us heal from some wound. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying something very significant uh, and probably unusual, maybe even radical, is that our desires and our fantasies grow out of these childhood conflicts. I mean, I've definitely heard that before. I've heard that like about fetishes, like when people like fetishize certain things. But I, I have heard that about fantasies. Can you give us like a comment, like an example um, yeah. of a common yeah, fantasy? And how, okay, um, thanks. Here's, here's one. Uh, let's say we've grown up in a family in which we were deeply criticized. Uh, by the time we reach, reach uh, adolescence uh, or, or uh, maybe young adulthood, uh, to cope with those feelings that we felt, which were probably humiliation, we probably will sexualize them and encode them in the stories of our fantasies and desires. So that when we are sexual, we begin to think about or even seek out sexual experiences in which we are equivalently shamed or verbally or even physically humiliated in, in a way that we're actually turning those painful feelings from childhood into pleasurable ones mm -hmm. through these sexual acts which we're now in control of. So we go from that childhood uh, criticism uh, to feelings of humiliation, which we eroticize, to acting out those in fantasies and in real actions. So is this something that's like, uh, would you say that's a health, I mean, that is the process, but would you say that's cathartic, that's a way of dealing with it? Or are you saying there's like this other step after that, like once you figure out that that's what you do? Or... Yeah, well, it's, it's not only, uh, that's, that's the, the psychological process right. that we go through, the process of continuing the healing is really using those desires and fantasies to guide us to people with whom we're sexually compatible. Uh, and what I mean by sexually compatible is that the other person will enjoy our true desires right. and may have desires of you know, his or her own that complement ours. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to have sex to find someone with whom we're compatible with, at least not right away. But what I recommend is that we begin to uh, have conversations about sex in which we openly and honestly and discuss each other's fantasies and, and desires. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm always and telling people. Pretty early on in dating, I would recommend. Pretty early on in dating. Okay, so how early on in dating? 
I'm sorry, I, I, I missed that. Oh, no, I think I, I agree. And I think that so many couples don't talk about their fantasies. That's right. And so you're saying even early on in dating. So how That's, early on do you think? You know, I, I think very early on. I think, you know, too often we see couples in their eight or ninth year no longer having sex. Right. Or suddenly one of them has this great desire, which they've never dis- discussed before, and it, it disrupts or even ruptures the relationship. Right. So uh, a part of the process of intelligent lust is really talking very early in, in the dating process. You know, just as we're discovering things about people's families, families and uh, uh, social backgrounds, uh, economics, jobs, we should feel the same comfort in talking about sex. Exactly. You should be able to say to someone uh, early in the dating experience, what was your best sexual experience? Right. What was missing from past sexual experiences? Mm-hmm. What would your ideal experience be? Why shouldn't we ask those things? Yeah, we I value sex right. in that fashion. What if people say, well, you know, some women say, for example, not, you know, I don't have any fantasies or I don't fantasize. What would you say about, do you think that everyone fantasizes or has the capability or should be fantasizing? Uh, well, that's uh, an interesting question. I think uh, sometimes fantasies happen so quickly we don't even register them. Right. And I think if we stop and really think about what really does get us off, I mean, for instance, if you go through the exercise of, 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 of masturbating, it's pretty unlikely that you're not having a fantasy. Right. You know, or an image or a story that's happening very rapidly on your mind to, to get you off. Uh, and sometimes that even even happens, you know, during sex. Sometimes we're much more in our thoughts than we're actually in the physical, physical activities that we're engaging in. Right. Uh, so I, I think people who, who who say they don't have fantasies probably do, but they just go unrecognized. Right. And most of us have fantasies that are different from one another, and that's because it's really based on the own our own unique story we create from, you know, the conflicts and unmet needs in our childhood experiences. Right. I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a a theory that I've heard a lot. That's where it goes to. So a lot of people have shame around their fantasies. So how do they get over that shame and feeling like their partner, this new person's going to judge them? Because what you're asking is, I mean, a lot of people don't even talk about, you know, deeper issues, you know, around work or around family. And then to say, well, you should talk about your sexual fantasies. I mean, how do you, how do you do that? What do you suggest to couples, how they talk uh, well, about it? I think, I think if you're in a long-term relationship already, it's different than when you're just uh, courting someone right. and seeing whether they might be the right partner for you. But if you're in a long-term relationship, I, th- I think you actually set aside a private time with your partner and you say to them, you know, I'd like to talk to you. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about sex. Let's set up a time for that. And make a very, very specific date and stick to that date. And then with a lot of, you know, sensitivity and respect for your partner to begin to talk about sex. Right. You know, what do you feel sexually? How is it going between us? Are there things that are working out? Are there things that are not? Uh, Are are there things that, desires that you have that... mm, you really want to uh, express. It's almost like a questionnaire or something. Like you should have a questionnaire that you fill out and you can just read the questions to each other, your answers. 
sorry. I, I think it'd be helpful <laughs> to have a questionnaire or something that you just fill out and yes, you share in, with in each in other. The book, in the book, I, um, you know, have uh, a questionnaire and even a scale in which people can uh, independently rate their partner uh, in terms of how they feel uh, in terms of sexual compatibility. And then once done, uh, people can share that information and start a very real conversation. I think that's great. Whether they're compatibly sexual or not. And I think, you know, sometimes people find out that actually we're not. And then there's a decision about what to do. Exactly. But at least the issue is out in the open where maybe it hadn't been, where maybe there was just kind of silence or maybe there was anger that was about sex but gotten expressed in other ways. But some of the things that people do are interesting. I mean, sometimes someone will say, well, I don't really share your fantasy, but I really care about you and I want you to be happy and I don't want you to feel deprived or resentful, so I will go along with your fantasy. Right. That's one solution. Uh, another solution is is some uh, a very challenging one in which some people uh, decide to have other sexual partners in which they open up their relationship and negotiate uh, uh, the details of you know each of them having sex with other people because they say, I care about you. I don't want you to spend the rest of your life not having sex. Uh, because I'm not interested in what you like to do, mm-hmm. nor do I want to spend the rest of my life having uh, not having sex. Now, that's a very, very unusual and difficult situation, but I've seen people successfully navigate that. Yeah. Time. I mean, I was going to ask you that because that, that is something that, that I, I've recommended, and I live in San Francisco, so there's a lot. I know a lot of people in open relationships, which is not yeah. as typical in the rest of the world, I guess, the rest of the country, but you have seen it work then in your practice, um, couples who have successfully opened up their relationship. Yes. Yes. But it takes, you know, it's yeah, it's definitely tricky. definitely a process that, uh, in, uh, that takes place over time in which you have to deal with issues of jealousy and rivalry and, and especially respect. But I think the thing that makes it work is that over open conversation and also the deep respect for placing the relationship first. Uh, so that regardless of what happens, whatever the needs of the relationship are at a particular moment, come before maybe the individual sexual needs. Right. So I've seen people say to say to a partner, "I'm really horny tonight, and I want to have sex," and the partner says, "You know, that doesn't feel good to me tonight. I'm like really worried about work, and I could really use just some comfort from you. So I would rather you not do that." Right. It's just a, yeah, just a matter of so opening up the dialogue. Deep respect, I think, which makes it work in those situations. Yeah, they have to talk about it. Couples just don't you talk know, about another it. Another solution is that couples break up. Right. You know, they discover after nine years things that they should have been talking about, you know, before they got married. Exactly. They this is the thing. They, they have to talk before they get married. Um, what about chemistry? Why do you think we feel chemistry with some people and not with others? How would you describe sexual chemistry? Did you say texting? Chemistry. <laughs> no, sexual chemistry. Chemistry. I'm sorry. I'm um, missing you again. Sexual. Ke- chemistry, like the chemis- chemistry, sexual chemistry, like a chemist. Um, oh, I'm sorry. This connection is so terrible, I'm, <laughs> and I'm having such a good time. I am too. Chemistry, like the um, like a chemist, like a chemist who mixes uh, chemicals. Oh yes. Chemistry. Oh, chemistry. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, 
Well, chemistry, uh, it, chemistry, I think, is really interesting, and it's not so mysterious. I think chemistry is uh, the process of which we filter through our minds very rapidly those um, people or uh, through their characteristics uh, that really could potentially meet our sexual desires and fantasies. So, you know, we may be someone who, let's say, eroticized being dominated because we grew up in families in which uh, we were dominated, more or less, and to survive that, we sexualize those feelings eventually so that what was really horrible and painful for us is something that we be becomes pleasurable. And so we'll look for the symbols uh, of that in someone. We might look for someone with a strong muscular body, uh, someone, you know, with uh, uh, extremely um, masculine face, if it's, if it's a woman, uh, uh, a, 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 because these represent to us those things that may really reach these uh, deep desires. Right. Okay. Because that's always a thing. Like, we always wonder why you have chemistry with one person and not with another. Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I think that, that you know, if if uh, my interest is to is to be submissive, then I'm going to look for very different things in people. And that person who tells me through their body language, through their physicality, through how they speak, that they're going to be dominant, Right. then I'm going to respond to that. If I meet someone who, you know, is soft and sweet and tender, that's not really going to give me a sense of chemistry. Exactly. My deepest desire is to be dominated. Right. Well, I think it's a really important book you wrote that because it shows that people really should pay attention to their sex life and their fantasies and what's going on. Because I have a lot of friends who are sort of in this zone now that are they've been married for 10 years, 15 years, and the sex has just gone away. They've never talked about it. And it's like it's just a, it's a conversation that you have to have. So your book really you know, forces people to, to take a look at it. So I, I think that's it's a really important book that you wrote. Thank you. I yes. mean, that's one of the most common problems. Yep. Uh, that sexual interest leaves a relationship or a marriage. And I, I really believe it's because people aren't really knowing who they are sexually, knowing their deepest desires, and certainly not communicating it with Exactly. Them they got to learn. So they got to read your book. They got to find out how to talk about it. It's, it's called oh, Your you. Brain on that. Sex, How Smarter Sex Can Change Your Life. And they can get it on Amazon? Yes, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, yes. And you can uh, read more in the Psychology Today column I write. Uh, oh, great. PsychologyToday.com. It's called Intelligent Lust. Okay. And I have a quick quick question for you. How come he says that you are a therapist to the celebrities? I'm, I lost you again. <laughs> oh, it says you're a therapist to the celebrities. Oh. It's in well, your bio. I've had, I've had the good and bad fortune, I guess, over the years of, uh, of having a fair number of well-known known patients in my practice. And that's the kind of thing that happens... Um, by, by word of mouth. Right. Okay, you can't say who any are, right? Because it's all confidential. No. <laughs> we, just have to, we just have to believe you. Okay, Stanley Siegel, thank you so much. We'll put this all on the website. And um, 
This is great, great information. I think every couple should read this book. Every individual. I think it's great. It's important, really important it. work you that you're much. doing. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye. That is the biggest issue. I can't tell you, man. So many of my friends, I told you this, in the last few days, last few weeks, mm-hmm. been with their partner for eight years, 10 years, and they're like, we're not having sex. What do we do? Can we get it back? This is a really good book that people can read to help them get it back. It, it helps you break it down because I'm like, talk to them about sex. They're like, we can't talk about it. We haven't talked about it in 10 years. Now we're going to talk about it. So this book will kind of break it down for you and help you talk about it with your partner. He doesn't find you attractive anymore. That's what's going on. Shut up. That's not always the case. <laughs> That's not always the case. Oh, the so case. you admit that it is some. No, sometimes you just fall out of lust, but I think you can get it mm-hmm. back, says Stanley Siegel. You might have to open up the relationship. Yeah. You never know. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> I was going to say like? something so brutal, but I'm going to skip it. To me? No, just in general. Tell okay. me about your last uh, – because I've been riveted by the past 18 minutes with that guy on the phone. Tell me about your last sexual experience. What? Why? I'm just throwing that out there because I want to liven you it were, up. I was riveted. You weren't riveted? I wasn't thought, riveted. I know because you weren't talking. Huh? I thought it was really interesting. I was listening. I was, I was blown away by all the facts. Okay. Um, my last sexual experience, uh, which part? How'd it go? It was awesome. It was Um, awesome? Yeah. He performed oral sex on me for a good amount of time, which was- Which you love. Which I love. And it was awesome. And then, um, we- had sex, a lot of sex. You need to learn how to break to down articulate your sex. it. Yeah. Okay, so we had oral sex, then I performed oral sex, and then we. I was on top. He was on top. How did the oral sex crazy. happen? Were you already naked, or did uh, he take your pants off and then this uh, go down my, on you? Uh, he Where took were my, you? He undressed me. Where were you? His house, your house, my house, in uh, the park? my house, my house, and then the time before that though. It was in the hallway and it was hot. Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is where – okay. This was recently. Okay. I had sex on my butcher block table in my kitchen. Really? And that was really hot. We like moved everything off the table and mm-hmm. he like threw me down on the butcher block table and we had sex. And it was friggin' hot. Was the dog there? Yapping away? The dog was in the kennel. Okay. dog was in the – um. Where he stays all the time now. No, she doesn't always stay in the kennel. Uh, no, she doesn't always stay. But that's what you got to do when you're having sex because the dog's just going to yeah. sit there staring at you, licking and his... sniffing your butthole. Yeah, or sniffing <laughs> her butthole. And so, what was your last sexual experience? Uh, I you, was, you don't remember? Yeah, I was kind of wasted last time. Okay, whatever. That's so boring, menace. No, I my last sexual experience. Yeah, I was kind of wasted. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Okay, we're done with the show. <laughs> but it's sex with Emily. I want to know your sex. Life. I'll tell you more tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. you promise you're gonna you're gonna break it down. Yeah. Thursday, you're gonna describe things, not to say we just had sex. Yes, I just described the butcher block table. Barely. It's gonna be better on Thursday. We're gonna better on Thursday. I'll work it up. I'll work on it. You're gonna work on it. I got it. You're gonna take notes. Yep. Say okay. So it was it was around seven o'clock. We're on TV, and then I saw uh, you know Kim Kardashian, and then I was feeling kind of horny because maybe I wanted to make out with Kim Kardashian. Oh. And then I went over, and then I started making out with the partner next to me. I'll tell you about it. No, I'm just giving you examples on how to lay it down, and then slowly he unbuttoned my pants. Oh, then just like he took erotica off. with Emily? I, yeah. I don't usually break down my sex life, but since you're asking, I will do it. Good. Okay. That's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear about um, 
Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Thanks, right. everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.